Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me this week is Mitch. You're doing another wild card. We're going to a track that allows wild card entries, and you're back at it. You're doing one more than Jack Smith, I think. Yeah, How are right. you? I'm doing all right. My family has much more money than his, so it's all good. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. Uh, I don't think we do. <laughs> I'm probably going to say no. <laughs> Good chance not. I don't own him. You don't own any railway over in New Zealand? No, unfortunately. I barely own no. a track. I barely own a house here. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually not too long until we get to catch up. Yeah, it'll be cool. Hip switch. Next week. Yeah. Next weekend, looking forward to it. Should be good. But before we get super, onto that, super weekend. <laughs> it is a very much a super weekend. Um, but before we start talking about Ipswich, because then we'll just skip the whole show. I know I brought as it we, up, but as we whatever. Um, yeah, well, we got no real format to the show, so we could talk about whatever we want. Um, <laughs> first off, thank you for filling in. Um, JD is very much under the weather. Um, just he's doing a stand away. He's got a sore back or something. Nah. <laughs> sore back or something. Is he ever coming back then? <laughs> do you, okay. Well, this is not even on our run sheet, but do you think stand is coming back? Stan had gone away. Um, well, I thought that pretty much said your position, <laughs> didn't it? I don't think he is. It just, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I get back injuries can be a big thing, but how come it just keeps extending and spending? And it seemed to come out of, like, kind of nowhere to me. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he's coming back. And every time they write an article about it, they're like, oh, he was on the men's, he got real good, and then he hurt himself again. Is yeah, it, like, is he doing it on purpose? Does he not want to come back? Uh, I think he probably wants to. Like, I don't think you get to this level and not want to drive. Like, Yeah, that's true. Maybe he's just really unhappy with the car. Like, they haven't super performed, but I'd half put that on him anyway. Hmm. I think they're both struggling because basically Stanaway or James Golding would have done better if they kept Gartander with the team for this season. Yeah, to have really that experienced head to be able to go in and be like, nah, this is what we should be doing. So your bet's on Lounsey then? <laughs> oh, so we should talk about that. Yeah. What an absolute piece of garbage that article was. <laughs> oh, that was so silly. Like, oh, you two swapped car. I bet you 50 grand you couldn't beat him. Like, what? That doesn't even... You're only saying that because you know you can't be done. Yeah, so what we're talking about was there was an article on motorsports.com yesterday which said Boost Boss offers Lowndes $50,000 to swap car with Stanaway. And he said um, he would want to put Stanaway in a 888 Red Bull car and put Lowndes in the GRM car and if Lounsey can beat Stanaway, then he wins $50,000. And if Lounsey can't beat him, then he has to give old mate $50,000. Yeah. Did anyone <laughs> tell him that Lounsey doesn't actually have a car to swap with? Yeah, that's what I was like. He doesn't have a car to swap with. You know this can't happen. And you're kind of dumping on Gary Rogers a little bit there, aren't you? With it, like, I guess somewhat inadvertently, but you're saying our car's garbage. Give us yours, please. <laughs> like, no one know. at Gary Rogers is doubting that their cars are lacking pace. I think they've, you know, they've had yeah, 16 races of seeing the lack of pace in their car. 
They did yeah, really well in the wet. Like they finished seventh and ninth in the wet. Yeah. And they started like Caruso finished ninth in the wet and started last in the dry. But they really like lost their way a bit without Tander, I think, which hurts yeah. me to say because I've never been a Tander fan. No. But yeah, this is like the saying I'll pay, you know, put fifty thousand dollars up for it. That's just it's, stupid. It's just a dumb thing to say. It's like an article that's like, wow, it must have been a slow news day. Um, yeah. I just you know, I feel for the guys at GRM, they're probably trying hard and some of the stuff has got to change, but Yeah. Don't well, think about making big calls like this. It's stupid though. Stupid thing to say. You know it's never gonna happen. Like, I'll bet you fifty grand. <laughs> you know what I mean? If he wants to, Stanaway's probably not going to be at Ipswich next week. So put Lounge in it. Put Lounge in the car, yeah. Go on, Gary. I'm sure so you won't let that if, happen. <laughs> if Caruso does um, race this week or next weekend with GRM, like if they yeah. need another driver, you know he'll he'll drive a Commodore on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday morning get in a Mustang at the track. Because they're doing a, oh, they're yeah, a, ride, doing a ride day with um, Tickford. <laughs> well, there you go. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. Nothing's come out. Knowing our luck, some news is going to happen tomorrow while I'm editing the show, and we'll have our answer, which has happened yeah. more times than I like to admit, going, ah. It was, it's, fine. it's fine when we call something and we get it right. And I was like, ah, good. That look, And, you know, it's... It's perfect, but when we make a call and then it gets it's wrong before the re- the episode's even released, it's like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Do you really think St- if Stanaway was going to be back, do you think maybe we would have heard by now? Anyway. They said this week. But anyway, um, in other other racing news, up here on the weekend, we actually had the NT karting titles. And this is where I was saying, talking about not being in the car or cart or whatever, and you want to get back into it. I couldn't race this weekend because of, like I said, we had the wedding on Saturday and being a groomsman, you know, it was an all day event. Um, and um, required to be there, I guess. Yeah. You know, you have to be there. You can't miss a bit and pop up later. I went down on the Friday because I took Friday off work and it was hard walking around the pits Friday morning down at the karting track. Cause everyone's there going, well, one, we couldn't run the class that I normally race in, which is tag restricted light. Um, we didn't have enough people to actually do the, you needed six people to, uh-huh. to run that field. And there was only five people that registered and I was like, I can't, I won't be there. So then when other people either had to go up to mediums or apply to get their open license and they could race in the X30 light. So when I'm walking around the pits, everyone's going to me, is like, what the hell are you doing here? You said you couldn't be here. You're the reason yeah. why we're all running in different categories and having to like get used to the carts as they're Thanks, all changed. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. And Saturday, we still went down for a bit. <laughs> but still, you couldn't have ended. Like, no, no. Oh, but it was it was good. I'm gonna go to the gardens real quick. I'll be back. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. It was it was a good event. There was lots of interstaters there. Um, Good friends of the show, Kevin and Nathan Norman, actually pretty much they were racing in the X30 light class and they were battling all weekend. Um, I think 
Nathan actually was leading into the final race in points wise. Um, but Naya, Kevin actually jumped him during the race and come home with a win. So he took home the X30 light title. I think it was That's his first, first title that he's picked up in the territory. So it was pretty stoked. <laughs> Nathan come home second. Um, I did, I wanted to say to him, I was like, cause he paid for, he got his brother up and I said to him, I was like, well, do you wish you didn't pay for your brother to come up here now? Cause you, you know, you would have won the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, I guess we probably had more fun battling though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was a couple, there was the three or four of them that were always up there. It was when the titles were coming out, you could definitely see the quality of races. There was different quality of drivers in the field. So they're all, yeah. You had a group that was all hovering around like a tenth of each other. Then you had a bit of a drop back to there about a half a second. And then you had like the people a bit further behind of that. And there was just nice little battles in that group, which was That's good to right. see. Um, so I'll just quickly run through the winners, um, you know, give them their recognition. They did really well on the weekend. So in Cadet Nines, which is obviously the young kids up until nine, um, yeah. Kai Burke won that one. Um, Cadet 12s was Jack Webbs that took out the victory there. Uh, KA4 Juniors was Chase Webster. A little bit of a pattern here. Um, yeah. <laughs> tag-restricted mediums and tag-restricted masters. Two separate classes, but Simon Minto actually took out both of those classes. Tell you what, there was a couple people doing that, running in the restricted mediums and restricted masters. Masters are for people over the age of 40. Ah, uh, right Having a chat to JD, he's like, oh, mate, these guys are risking it a bit because they're using the same cart. So you don't oh, want to, yeah. like, damage your cart in one race and then you're out for both categories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, well done for to Simon. Um, KA3 Seniors was Royce Knott took home that one. Um, X30 Open, like we said, uh, X30 Light, sorry, was Kevin Norman. And Open Performance was um, Blake Persons. So, you know, he did a really good job. Those open performance carts were actually pretty crazy. They're like twin engines, 175s. So it's pretty much what you want to bring. You can try and run it. Run what you bring. Is it with like shifter carts and that or is it? Nah, they weren't shifter carts, but you had a lot of twin engines and a couple of 170s, uh, 175s in there. I must be which, pretty quick. <laughs> they were quick in a straight line, but not around corners. So they were doing yeah, pretty much roughly the now. same time x30 they'd leave them black tracks when they're putting their foot down down the straight oh so they're like the old group c of go-karts like you're yeah. all mental <laughs> <laughs> pretty much um good to watch like hooking but yeah round corners are a bit a little bit slow i'm not going to say slow because they're not they're still yeah, doing yeah, yeah. Like, they obviously can't times. use their full power and obviously be a lot heavier being twin engines and yeah anyway so yeah big thanks to everyone down at um down at the cart track on the weekend to DKA and karting Northern Territory. They did a good job, put on a good event. Lots of people down there. Um, and congratulations to everyone. Oh, awesome. Other racing, TCR. Yeah, I checked that out this afternoon because it turns out you yeah. can watch every race on SBS On Demand, which is cool. That's actually pretty good. I always – this is um, – I forget I forget about free-to-air TV. And yeah, so they... do I. I'm Googling for um, highlights. <laughs> mostly but um yeah it came up when i was looking for highlights like you just watch the whole thing so you just go to sbs.com.au and you can find it on there on yeah on their on demand thing which is their like you know 
yep. or whatever. Well, that was pretty good. What do you what do you think of the racing at the bend this weekend? Um, well, I watched race two and three mostly this afternoon, and race two race, was race one ten to one. So you wouldn't have enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like race one, uh, well, race two, like it was just so much safety cars. Like every time I looked at, it, oh, safety car again, mm. and then. And then it seems like everyone struggles to get like heat back in the tires, so they crash, and then you get another safety car. <laughs> but, um, but when they are racing, it's pretty exciting. Will Brown, he's the star of that show. At the moment. Oh, mate, he's he won the second race. Yeah, That's, he did. Yeah, very convincingly. He's now won four races this year, and he's got a hundred and twenty-five point championship lead. Yeah, he's doing well. He's doing a Scotty. No, <laughs> I don't think he's quite doing that well. But I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting racing. It's well, they put more ballast in the um, Hyundai's this weekend. Ah, uh, even them up a little bit. Yeah. So there is there is a balance of performance in these TCR cars. Something I think most that, racing needs it, really. Yeah, yeah, and which is fine. Which is something I actually quite like how TCR do it. Is it's done globally, so it's not off. Like GT racing, right? It's not when you do it, it's done in your qualifying, and it's that session. It's not so much like, so it's that race round that the balance of performance is all done off. Where yeah, so TCR works you at that track. Yeah, where TCR works globally, they're like, no, nah, no, nah, these cars are quicker. We're going to bring it up, and they've done looked at all the data from all the TCR series around the world before they made any um, adjustments. Yeah, that's that's a really good way to do it because you get such a wide variety of like data sets you can you can realistically say which car is faster as an all-round purpose mm. instead of going oh but you like belted us at this track yeah but this one's got a long straight so the Maudis are going to win <laughs> yeah. something i'm surprised at tcr i swear every race after every race meeting there's always an article on like speed cafe or motorsports.com or any of the you know racing news websites about oh such and such has just ordered another two alphas or we're getting more hondas or it just seems like these guys keep buying more and more cars and i don't know if it's because say parts are harder to find so we like buy a spare chassis yeah that could be all it is because it's not like the field's getting much bigger mm. well ten uh, there was the two tanders in this weekend so they did they and originally russell. and russell how did russell go he didn't set the field on fire. I think he was getting used to the car. He clearly never driven something, like hasn't driven something like that in a long time. Mm-hmm. But um, I think he got six in one race or something. I can't actually remember now. No. Well, that, no, that's all right. That's fine. It's not, <laughs> we don't have all the answers on this show. Um, <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, TCR wanted to race at the Adelaide 500. They were so close to making an announcement yesterday. They, they had the press release all ready to go, and they were about to put it out there, and they had to stop it because Supercars apparently did a Ferrari and vetoed them. I don't like that. Mm. I don't think it's, um, oh, come on, man. Like, I, I don't really think they're direct competition for... Um, no. I was having this discussion today at work with one of the guys there, and he's like, oh, the TCR, because it's the first time he watched TCR on the weekend. Yeah. And, like, he loved it. He thought it was, pardon? Russell Ingall got 2-6. No, that's that's not too bad. Race 2 and 3, 6. So, yeah, he did all right. 
That's pretty good. You know, for a bloke that hasn't, he's been out of the car for a while. And first race in this car, too. Well, second and third race, but anyway. Exactly. Um, so I was here, the bloke I was speaking to at work, he's like, his first time he's seen it, he loved it. He thought that was great. Um, he was super keen. He's like, oh, this could really threaten supercars. And I was like, I don't think it will. It's he's like, racing. It's like, we already have enough issues with the guys at the track at supercars not even wanting to entertain the idea of a V6 coming in. What are yeah. you going to do with drop them all to a two-liter turbo? It's like two-liter four-cylinder turbo engines. But, like, it's just a completely different animal. Supercars are longer races, bigger weekends. They do endurance races. TCR is short, sharp, like sprinting all the time. Yeah. Supercars, it's a different thing. There's more strategy involved. I think you could race them next to each other because, like, the TCRs have short enough races that they fit in as a support category anyway. Mm-hmm. And it brings new people to the track, and it doesn't compete with supercars in any way, if you ask me. No, you just have a couple of drivers that are like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like, I'm going to be busy this weekend. Heingardner, I think. Is he the only other one? Is there any? Oh, no, Will Brown does Super 2s. Um, Chris Pizza, think of, he's been doing a few races. <laughs> he, he can't do any more races in supercars. Oh, because he's the, um, yeah. He's right. the co-driver, so if he does yeah. one more... He's not eligible for um, the enduro. What if he became the main driver? Well, that that is an option, I think. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't think there's too many cro- too much crossover. Really. There's some older, not supercar anymore drivers. <laughs> yeah. Like Moffat, Tander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is Tander taking a permanent place in that field, or just doing? Not at the moment. This was a once-off second-time appearance. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure he's done one before, though. <laughs> he did one last round, um, and they liked it, so they he got him in again. They did both. Oh, I think you know, if you got offered a drive there, you'd be like, "Yep, I'll take it." Yeah, why not? Especially because like Tander got pole and then won a race, so he's probably like, "All right, let me go." Like, I yeah, wanted... I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. That's fair enough. But yeah, mm. I don't There's not really any competition for supercars. It's so different. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out. At the moment, supercars have done the official no comment. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. They're not like... making a comment on it. TCR, I think, have just said they want to wade through it. At the moment, it's not a definite not happening. But like supercars it. have objected to them being on the bill. I think I read raised concerns. <laughs> Yeah, raised concerns. Because apparently, because Adelaide 500 is not a supercar promoted event, so supercars do not actually run that event. It's run by the South Australian Tourism, I believe. Right. Uh, but obviously, they have some sort of power. They have some power. sort of power. Yeah, they've got a clause in their contract that says, you know, we get to choose or we have some say in who's a support category for it. Because, you know, I guess they mainly don't want to have I was going to say, you don't have real crap racing, but then they had, like, the IP. But to be honest, South Australian IP is really good. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> well, so it was interesting to see. We'll, we'll see how this, this TCR and Adelaide 500, if it does happen. It's not a hidden okay. fact that TCR wanted to get on the bill of some of the supercar rounds. It, I reckon it would really help TCR take off. And, yeah, like I said, I don't see it hurting supercars, but... I guess they've got their reasons. <laughs> well, in other racing, before we jump on to Formula One, let's jump on to another formula. 
Formula E, everyone's favorite open world racing. I don't mind it. It goes all right. I actually quite enjoy it. So (laughs) what I'm talking about is John Eric Verd wins the... (laughs) 2018/19 Formula E Championship in New York City. That track looked pretty cool. I looked at some pictures of it. Like it would have been cool to watch on TV. I think it it was. It's actually one of the better Formula E tracks. They did a few adjustments to it this year compared to last year, where they sort of opened up a few corners, made them a bit wider. Um, the entrance to one of the quarters is now really wide so you had a lot of overtaking the problem with formula e tracks is they're so narrow because they try and run them on city streets because the idea is to bring the racing to the the city um and they do want a lot of stop start corners like a lot of hard braking high acceleration out because of well electric motors (laughs) yeah quickly we pick up speed again but plus also all the hard braking allows them to generate a lot more power back into the battery yeah, lasts longer and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I just think they need to work out. Maybe some of the tracks need to be a bit wider. I really enjoy the tracks when they go and they're actually racing on proper racetracks. Yeah. Because um, they're race cars. They're designed for racetracks, not city streets. Yeah. So one of the interesting things, John Eric Verne could have wrapped up this race on sad, like the championship on Saturday. Yeah. But because of all these tracks are so narrow, they've actually have, Quite often, you have a pile-up at turn one. <laughs> so, John Eric Verne was actually involved in an incident at turn one, along with a lot of other cars. Because, see, what I'm getting to is he actually got in trouble by the FIA and got a one-day community service punishment. Oh, really? For what, for what he did next. He's seen that his teammate got damaged on the car, and he said on the pits... Or on the radio to the pits, he should stop on the track, basically cause a safety car, allowing Jean Eric Verne to catch up to the grid. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a bit of a great. Well, not even a great area. That would be cheating if you got caught doing that. The team didn't do it because they're like, we ain't stupid. <laughs> a, another car stopped on the track that they had nothing to do with, which brought out the safety car, which allowed him to catch back up. But. <laughs> Yeah, he got a penalty for that. That was, that's a bit, um, yeah, a little bit, mm, you can't do that. It doesn't affect his championship. He still won the championship, so it was, you know, if his team came over, then you you did it. But he was more saying, oh, the front wing was damaged. I didn't want him to damage the car anymore. He should have stopped. He he shouldn't be driving that thing. I'm just thinking about the goodness of the team. This is going to be expensive to fix. Kind of sounds like that Alonso thing in Singapore in like 2008. Um, what's his name? Um, I can't remember. PK. Any is that it? No, no. PK Junior. Wasn't he the one that put it in the wall? No, it wasn't him because it's a dude that never got to race ever again. Um, oh, I can't that's... remember the name of the guy, but yeah, everyone got in trouble for it except for Alonso. Oh, except for Alonso, who <laughs> benefited out of it, and well, like, did because... he he won the race. So what's the problem? <laughs> I win the race. I had the fastest car. <laughs> I, and I come up first. Yeah, the team principal from Renault got like banned from F1. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. It's on the top of my head, but yeah, I I remember that. Anyway, so yeah, like that kind of thing is really frowned upon. 
Now, the race on Sunday, that's the race that I did fully watch, was actually a really good and exciting race. Yeah. Um, it's the racing this year. This is the first time that they've raced the Gen... Well, not the first time they've raced, but this is the first full season they've done the Gen 2 cars. And I've got to say, this was a huge success. Like, the cars are fantastic. I think they look good. The fact that they're basically a controlled body, so they're all the same, so your teams don't have to really worry about building the cars. They just... It's the power units and the battery and the recharge recovery system and stuff that the teams work on. So they're not having to worry about the aero. But keeping the cars to one one car per race and doing the 45 minutes plus one lap, I think has made the racing, made the series really exciting to watch this year. It's, there's been some great races and I'm actually looking forward to the series kicking off again towards the end of the year. With Mercedes and threw me about it first, like when they were running two cars on a race, like that's kind of silly. Yeah, that just come down to batteries. They did not have the technology and the batteries to. Yeah, yeah, I I understand the um the limitation. It's still like, eh, I don't like it. (laughs) But anyway. But yeah, um, I thought it was also funny that um Sean Eric Fern and Sebastian Burmy finished one two in the championship, and the fact that they were both ex young ex formula one drivers that you know didn't really last too long in formula one but both have done really well in formula e and have been in formula e for a very long time now like a very long they've i think both been in it for five years since its inception yeah they pretty much left formula one and went straight to formula e from what i remember yeah but yeah neither of them did very well in formula one i guess like it kind of shows how cutthroat Formula One is. Like, you can be a really good driver, but yeah, I think there's a lot of drivers that get to Formula One, don't make it, but deserve a lot more credit than what they get. Yeah, because the general punter sees don't doesn't follow all the feeder series and stuff, and just sees them go to Formula One and go, ah, oh, is that all yeah. you did? Like okay. Marcus Ericsson, like he didn't do that well in Formula One, but is actually doing quite well in Indy. Yeah. Yeah, and like so much of Formula One is like what team did you get into? What car did you get into? Yeah, exactly. One last thing I want to say about Formula E was damn New York City is a big city. Like I know that sounds like a stupid thing to say, but <laughs> it's huge. Like cuz they had that as the backdrop and you're just looking like as far as you can see it's just a city. It's like a massive massive city. Like I can see why Paris Formula One want to get. <laughs> yeah, I can see why Formula One want to get to New York and have a race there because it the backdrop is amazing. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. Um, for anyone that was over in England this weekend, you know, I hope you had a good time. You've had, you know, you were spoilt for choice what to do on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know all the events that were booked in on Sunday. You had. Uh, the cricket, I believe. The cricket World Cup final, which England was favourites and and going on to win it, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> if you don't know, England kicked Australia out of the for, uh, the Cricket World Cup and then went on to beat New Zealand. And I think everyone in Australia became honorary Kiwis for that day because they're like, just don't let England win one. <laughs> oh, bro, bro, please, bro. <laughs> Um, it went yeah. went down to a super over. Oh, right. It was tied. And then they went to a super over, and I don't know. I didn't watch it. I was 
was butthurt. And then not only did they have the cricket and the Formula One on, they also had Wimbledon's men's final on that day. The reason we're here, the tennis. The tennis. (laughs) Three of the biggest sporting events all on the same day in the same country. Yeah, it's like, um, who planned that? Planned that. Like, seriously, the guy, obviously the guy that did Silverstone was like, well, I don't care about tennis and cricket. And the guys that do tennis like, what? I don't do motor racing. Who gives a shit about that? And the cricket guys were just like, well, we have to do it this time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, it's kind of how our tournament worked out. So, anyway, the real reason we're here, racing. (laughs) Racing. Oh, Silverstone signed on for another four years. I did see that. That's pretty cool. I didn't like the prospect of losing it. No, I was kind of, not kind of wanting it to go, but if they pulled off the calendar and went, no, I'm not doing it, I... Wouldn't be the end of the world. (laughs) I wouldn't have been surprised. Because I think some of these, like, the, the deal that they had on before was... Dumb. Oh, Whatever, whoever yeah, signed that saying. deal with Bernie back in the day where the price to host it kept going up and up and up and you weren't getting the rewards from hosting it, why would you keep signing on to do it? Obviously, whoever signed on was getting something out of it. Like, Ah, uh, yeah. How, was... However long ago this was, I'm sure it wasn't all above board. <laughs> no, I don't think everything Bernie did was above board. Not a chance, Ross. <laughs> Did well for the sport, but yeah, a little bit dodgy. Anyway, the Formula One. We'll quickly touch on qualifying. You mentioned before when we started recording this, Mercedes put up a tweet or something about how the fact that Bottas beat Hamilton by six one six one thousandths of a second. Yeah, it was, it was about- like um like forty centimeters or something. Hold on, I'll see if I can find it. That's crazy. That's that's like the length of the front wing is all that it was in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it was nothing. Like they were, if you like stacked it on top of each other, it'd be like no way. But yeah, I, I can't remember where. I, I'm pretty sure they posted it on their Twitter or something. But they had all the maths laid out. I'm like, I'm gonna believe that because I'm not gonna check it. I believe yeah. everything Mercedes say. <laughs> yeah. That. Except when they're not cheating. No. <laughs> yeah, except for when they try to play down how quick they are. Uh, yeah. I d- the only thing I don't believe Mercedes is their testing times. Yeah. Well, I don't they're believe probably... Ferrari's testing times. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Ferrari not, got no. it around the wrong way. Ferrari didn't. They took all the sandbags out for the test and put them all back in for the races. <laughs> Yeah, this will fool them. <laughs> They're gonna think we're so quick. It's gonna be hilarious. I still remember the start of the season, like, oh Ferrari, they're gonna take it to them this year for sure. But not no. even. So for the results, you did have Valtteri Bottas that edged out um, Mercedes, uh, Mercedes, the Mercedes of Lewis Hamilton for pole position. Charles Leclerc did a really good job um, qualifying third, and you had Max Verstappen and Pierre Gasly. Pierre actually picked up his game this weekend. Yeah, I think he 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 must be hearing the talk. Like you're not keeping up with Max. Like you're gonna got something to prove. So it'd be cool if he could keep it up there with him because that's gonna <laughs> make Sebastian Vettel's life hard. Who I'm done picking, by the way. That's it. I'm out. 
Uh, yeah, no, nah, nah, fair call, fair call. Um, so then after Pierre Gasly, you did have Sebastian Vettel. So Sebastian Vettel was behind both Red Bulls and his teammate. That's um, crazy. Daniel Ricciardo did a really good job qualifying seventh. Lando Norris, who I think is... He's going to be up there soon. He's going to be up there, and I think he's probably one of the drivers of the season, like, if they did that. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, because he's doing a really good job with that car, which still doesn't seem to be that flash. Yeah. Um, and then Alex Albon actually got up into ninth, and Hulkenberg rounded out the year top 10. So that was that was pretty good. You had the... Antonio and Kimi in this outfit. Is, do you feel like the Alphas or Sauber have sort of dropped pace a little bit? Like this falling year? a bit backwards from the start of the year? Yeah. I'd say so, yeah. Or has everyone ahead of them just pulled away a bit more? Because they're still kind of at the top of the... Not so great. Mm. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully they get back up there. I would like... Did you see Kimi actually driving that old school... Alpha or Ferrari around the track? No, I like, don't think it's One of like, the like 1950s race car style, like when you're like a 44-gallon drum with reels and an engine. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been interesting. It looked really cool. Um, the, then some people in our Formula One got in trouble because they posted that picture over to old school cool. Oh, right. Uh, everyone in oh. Formula One is banned over at uh, old school. Old school cool because um, it's completely off topic and not relevant. But anyway, it's funny. Someone posted a picture into old school cool of um, Roman Grosjean back when he had the long, luscious hair and driving for Lotus. Yeah. I can't remember what they called him, but they made up a name and there was a whole backstory to it. And they so posted it, it over there. Yeah, yeah. They made it black and white, made it look like it was super old. <laughs> and because he just looked like someone from the 70s and then everyone was commenting and upvoting it and saying, oh, I love this guy. You know, he was, he's, he's just like, he was an amazing person of the sport. And it's like, it happened two years ago, so you can't even comment or see too much of it on Reddit at the moment. But it was just, yeah, everyone did it. And then old school cool cracked the shits when they found out they all got tricked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you. People were like, man, he looks so familiar. I swear I watched him race last weekend. <laughs> Remember when he jumped Alonso? <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Um, so that was qualifying. Go on to the race. How quick My mate... Mercedes gone? How big was that gap? Like instantly. Straight like, away. Straight years later. Away. It was just Bottas and Hamilton were fighting and then the rest of the field had to try and catch up. They were literally 100 metres up the road within the first corner. Like, how? How did mm. you do that? <laughs> the battles between Hamilton and Bottas at the start was actually really exciting. Like, yeah, I mean, Hamilton I'm... had the pace in the car. He was so much quicker than Bottas. I was surprised by how much Bottas was fighting. I was like, yeah, give it to him, buddy. It's about time you sort of stepped up your game a little bit. Not that he's like really fallen behind. It's just he conceded too much last year for my liking. Yeah, yeah, and I was—I actually thought those two would almost come together, to be honest, with the way that they kept like doing it. those switchbacks switch and, like, they'll go on side by side around corners, and I was like, this could end in tears. I was thinking that was starting to, like, you know, remember, like, um, with Rosberg and Hamilton mm -hmm. at Spa and stuff like that. Yeah, it was starting to remind me of that. 
and yeah, anyway. And then Toto got on the radio. Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the radio we didn't hear. Loud Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the good battling, like, yes, there was good battles from Bottas and Hamilton, but I think the best battles were coming from Verstappen and Leclerc. Yeah, man, they are the, these two are going to save this sport, I think. They're the future of it. Well, they're the now of it, man. It's really interesting to watch. It's better than watching Mercedes drive away. Mm. And it was actually good to watch those guys battle at the start because those two were battling. That brought Vettel back into the picture, so then he started to have a go. And then because, you know, they're battling, so they're all slowing down. And then bloody Gasly comes up. It's like, I'll have some of this as well. So yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Hey, you haven't seen me all season, but I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> oh, it it was really good to see. Yeah, it, it was, was good to watch the Red Bulls fighting the Ferraris. I just wish the Mercedes weren't 20 odd seconds ahead of everyone else. Yeah. And like when you ignore the Mercedes, I think it was good for Leclerc. He felt I, he had to feel like he had something to prove after last race. Yeah. When Max and Leclerc pitted, they both pitted. At the same time. I thought that pit exit was going to end in tears. Yeah. So what we're talking about, both the both cars come in. They both pitted. Red Bull were on game on their pit stops this weekend. You know, they set a new record. 1.91 seconds. That is damn quick. Like, <laughs> I wish I could and get it, my that, tires changed that quick. That wasn't Verstappen's pit stop either. That was Gasly's. Oh, really? There you go. Yeah. But so when they both came into pit, Red Bull managed to jump Charles in the pits by about half a car length. Yeah, it was like super close because Charles wasn't giving it up. And it, I guess he, he had to have known, like, he's ahead. You've got to let him go. Like, mm. Which it, was, um, it got close at the end there, though. <laughs> it, it was, considering they're driving down side by side because no one's giving any space away. Yeah, and exactly. it, it was heartbreaking to watch like three corners after the pits where Max ran wide and gave the position back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, we did so good to keep. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. You come on the radio, said no grip, no grip. And they're like, yep, no worries. Just head down. We'll, you know, keep going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all you can do, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So one, yeah, pretty much. They're coming out. They, I mean, they still got tire warmers this season. I thought they were gone, but obviously everyone vetoed that. So we'll yeah. see what happens. I think you pretty much got to wait to twenty twenty one for any major changes to happen. Yeah, pretty much. That's the next reg change, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Twenty twenty one for everyone because everyone's like, we'll do this to twenty twenty. That's ages away. We'll worry about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, now it's almost here. Yeah. Um. Antonio Giovinazzi, who actually got a point last weekend, which was fantastic, or the last week, like, racing out. Um, unfortunately, it was one of the retirements of the race when he got stuck in the gravel trap. All on himself, all by himself. And this brought out the safety car. Generally makes things interesting. Well, this is actually what allowed Hamilton to stay in the lead because Bottas pitted and Hamilton was trying to do the overcut, but he was not fast enough. So if ah. Hamilton had to pit under race normal racing conditions, there was no way that he was going to stay ahead. ahead of Bottas. Yes, yeah, so it was like <laughs> the the race gods were very nice to Hamilton then because they 
just played right into his hands. Yeah, like, yeah. Boom, there you go. Well, luck is a big part of racing, and Hamilton does have a lot of good. Ah, because he's hashtag blessed, mate. <laughs> hashtag blessed. Okay, Jesus is going <laughs> to hear that. I, he only reads responds to hashtags now. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. But Jesus subscribes to our show, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is stored in the clouds. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> um, one thing I did notice. So uh, during the safety car pit stops, right? So Hamilton come in, got out. As soon as the safety car was pulled out, he went in the pits, managed to get out in front of everyone, kept the lead. Then Verstappen pitted also under safety car. Not, I don't know if he did it the first lap. I think he probably did it the first lap. Of the safety car. So he got in and got out. But what I didn't understand is then Charles pitted under the safety car a lap after the safety car was already being pulled out. I don't really understand sometimes why teams will wait till after a couple of laps under safety car before they pit again. Because the field's all bunched up. So you're just going to drop back well too many positions. I, I, I guess it would have something to do with like you know, how much slower a safety car lap is. So you're not oh, I understand that. You're not but, losing that much time. But when you, if the, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got the whole chain of cars, then instead of going, oh, I'm going to lose, you know, 30 seconds on the next bloke and I'm going to have a, you know, I'm going to have 30 seconds to make up in a big clear gap of air. But not when you're like, oh, I'm going to go into the pits, stop, and then I'm going to go behind like eight other cars. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying there for sure. I guess like, would he have lapped most of those cars so they'd just have to get out of his way anyway? True. He did lose a few positions and he was not happy on the radio. Do you think maybe it's just where their strategy fell as well? They're like, oh, we didn't think the safety car would go this long. Damn it. Now we're going to yeah. have to do it. Possibly. Like, like, if, let's say it's a really short safety car and they pit right at the start, you're like, oh, now we've got like one too many laps to get home. Mm. Mm. But it did drop back. I mean, in the end, it didn't really matter with how everything played out ahead of him. Yeah. But he wasn't happy on the radio. He, he blew up on the radio. He's like, how the hell did I, we lose positions in the stop? Like, he yeah, but... fell behind Vettel and Max. Ferrari yeah. are masters of strategy, so... Ah, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't question their wisdom. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Um, I sort of when we're talking about it, I haven't really thought about it much before. I tend to agree with you. Why would you do that? It doesn't make much sense. Mm. If it's all about track position. But we did then get more Max and Leclerc battling. It was great. Yeah, it was pretty great to watch. Like, I didn't, I think I'd fallen asleep by this part of the race, but watching the highlights and stuff, it was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Man. That's, well, I cannot wait for those two to be fighting for a championship and battling as hard as they are. They, it, it has to happen. Surely, it's like, going to get to a time where Hamilton's like, all right, I've won enough. i got to retire. Yeah, 80-year-old man. Like, I'll take it to them whippersnappers. <laughs> as long as but, the hybrid engine stays in, Hamilton will stay in. I was going to say, at some point, you know, it, I guess this is the most dominant we've ever seen a team, but it always happens. Like, the dominant team, something will change, something out of their favor, and then somebody else will come to the top. Yeah. I hope. I really hope. <laughs> so should we talk a little bit about the Max Verstappen and Sebastian Vettel incident? That was 
100% Vettel's fault. I seen a video where Vettel um said something to him. He leaned into his car. I don't know what was said, but Vettel pointed at himself and then they shook hands. So I'm. Uh, Vettel come on the radio at the end of the race and said, "I'm sorry about that. That was my fault." Yeah, he like fair slammed up the back of him, eh? Yeah. So. The incident we're talking about, I have no idea what the corners are in Silverstone. You'd think you would because they've all got funny, crazy British names. Um, I just remember Maggots and Beckets because Maggots. And so I don't know where they are. But, you know. Neither do I. Um, anyway. So half Vettel, Vettel. Max had huge amounts of pace. The, the pace overlap between Vettel and Max at one point in the race was massive. That Max drove around the outside of Vettel. Yeah, he was much quicker than him. Like... I watched the replay of the whole incident. Yeah, much yeah. quicker. So then Vettel's cut back behind Max to get the draft and pretty much done what Daniel Ricciardo did at Baku. Drove yeah. into the back of Max. Now, really when you are... To. It was really hard. It sent, I'm surprised Max finished the race, to be honest, with how hard he was hit. Yeah, he was, he was in the air. Yeah, sideways. Yeah. When you do get that close behind a car, when you start to break, you can see he locks up almost instantly because he doesn't have the downforce or the everything. Yeah, pushes there's just over. no um, grip there for him to stop as quickly as he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, so when you're actually traveling that close behind another car, when you apply the brakes and stuff, you don't have the pressure on the front of the front of the car to keep braking. And you can see he locks up the brakes almost instantly. And yeah. just plows it to the back of Max. Um, that comes down to 100% Vettel's fault. He copped the 10-second penalty for it. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's much else you really need to talk about on that. It was just a... He just ran into the back of him. Like, ran into the it back up. of him. Um, Sebastian had to pit for a new spo- uh, front nose cone. Max somehow finished the race. Um, but it gave a free kick to Charles Leclerc and JD. Um, yeah. Because oh. I was like, I picked Max and I was like, I could be on for a point during this race. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I seen he was doing pretty well. And I was like, oh, yeah. I, after I seen qualifying, I knew I wasn't getting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is between Michael and JD. Like, ah, with your picks, too, it's like, you guys picked the right guys. So Hamilton. Claimed the British Grand Prix in the end for the sixth time. Now, I believe it's more than any other driver. I think everyone, the record before was five times, and there was three drivers that had done the British Grand Prix five times. And go. now, yeah, Hamilton has won the British Grand Prix for the sixth time. So it's just crazy how successful he is. Like, yeah, it really is. I, yeah. He's a little bit like Win Cup, where I think people appreciate him more when he's gone, like for the ones that don't like him. Like so me, me <laughs> yeah. But I, I, mean, I appreciate. I've never liked him. <laughs> yeah, I know. I never thought Hamilton was cool. <laughs> yeah, no. He's, what he's done is like super impressive, and you can't take it away from him. It's right car, right time, right yeah. decisions, and the right guy too. Like he, considering how many people laughed at it when he said he's leaving McLaren to go to Mercedes. Yeah, he had to have seen how much money they were pouring into development and gone, this is going to work out. Yeah, yeah. And obviously take a bit of a risk. Mm-hmm. So Hamilton actually also got the fastest lap as well, so he extended the gap even more. 
Oh. Now, <laughs> let's touch on this bloody podcast wars. The, the podcast battle. The podcast. I don't. Can we get involved in this podcast wars? Can we start throwing shit at these two and see if they can start talking about us? Because it's going to boost our download numbers. Yeah, by heaps. Yeah, why not? Hey, Scotty, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You heard? You yeah. heard? Jamie, there was no gap. Nah, there was I'll a gap. Stand was at, I'll go stand at the Petsky fence. Scotty, <laughs> Scott. It's only 15 minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I've watched the... Below the Bonnet episode on KO Sports, which I thought was a bit bit odd that it went straight to KO and you could have seen the KO was like, mate, this is going to get a few views. You know, Davey Reynolds going to talk about the big incident that's happened, put it yeah. on the TV. Um, it's only on KO, so I don't think it's not on Fox Sport, like not on Foxtel as such. So you have to have KO to get it. Um, yeah. It's, to be honest, I watched it and I'm not a, big fan of watching podcasts yeah, it's weird it's like um watching two dudes with headsets on talking the they have three is... dudes so yeah you don't really you don't want to see us sit here and talk no <laughs> I, I, I couldn't imagine wanting to watch me the whole time <laughs> but anyway so they did that um it was quite it was interesting to see this rivalry that's happening. I don't know how much of this rivalry is fabricated by Fox and supercars to try and, um, I think it would be like, it has a little bit like Thursday night when they were both coming out on like supercar trackside or whatever. And they've been asked questions about their, um, their podcast and stuff like that. And you know, that was definitely fabricated, but them running into each other on Sunday was not, no, no, that's definitely that's re- legit. That's racing, but like supercars, they—it's not like they have a history of, you know, pushing facts to make their thing more interesting. Did you know Will Davis and Jamie Wincup are best mates? I I did not know that. Where did you hear I, that? I heard it mentioned about fourteen times one season in one race. <laughs> they even talked about it last race, like because I think they started side by side. <laughs> yeah, dude, it came up. That's what reminded me of it. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't really listened to either of their podcasts. Um, I think I'd be more interested in Reynolds because it's him and Caruso, is it? Him and Caruso and um, AVL, who is the journalist on motorsports.com that wrote that garbage article about Boost Mobile $50,000. Well, it's not his fault the guy said it. No, he just it, had to write yeah, it. <laughs> I know, I know. It was just like. I wouldn't have ran with that story and just be like, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, just like, let's not give this any attention. And so, I don't know, like, Davey Reynolds being the guy he is, I feel like he'd be more open and honest. Whereas, yeah. I feel like Scotty, for the team that he works for, he's going to have to be more held back. Like, he just yeah. has to be. So, I, if I was to recommend one of those shows, I'd definitely say watch, like, listen to Below the Bonnet. Um, Balls and Bumpers, Scott McLaughlin's podcast is... So right. maybe they, they've only done three episodes now, so maybe they need to get more into it. You know, come come to our show and we'll show you. We've done 93 episodes now, so, you know, we're... Veterans. <laughs> we're, we're veterans of this. Actually, 94, because our first episode was double zero, homage to the old um, Gibson motorsport car. Ah, oh, nice. And it was the pilot episode. But Reynolds actually said something quite funny on his podcast. 
He said, we are an all Aussie team with Aussie drivers and all Aussie sponsors. <laughs> they are an, they're an American team with Kiwi drivers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but so the little comments that they're basically talking about was when Davey was asked if he gives, if he doesn't give Scotty enough cre- credit, Davey's response was, I think he, basically McLaughlin, gets plenty of credit. It doesn't have to come from me. If he's looking for it from me, he ain't going to get it. I'm in competition with him. Of course, like, what? I'd have to agree, but, like, everyone's talking about how great McLaughlin is. Does he really need to hear it from the dudes that are racing him? And would you, as a racer, would you go up to man, you are so much better than me? It's amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. not that I think he's that much better than Reynolds. I think. No, but I was a bit like, um, like Jess Yates at the end of this race last weekend, right? She was like, oh, you know, and there was a horror day for Scotty with this happening here, rah, 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 and pretty much all pin blame on Davey Reynolds. I'm like, I'm starting to feel a little bit like the Fox, the supercar presenters or whatever are all team Scotty. Where they, yeah. Shouldn't they be a bit more impartial? Like they shouldn't, well, you know. Well, being journalists, yeah, they should be, but I'm guessing there'd be interests in there's definite interest because you know he's the most popular driver you talk about him you're going to get more views and interaction and stuff like yeah but i don't that race wasn't that accident was just like a racing incident they like keep on pushing this and like ah podcast wars and it's like okay they're just they're race drivers of course they're going to be competitive so when scotty was asked about the incident this, this was his response. This is a quote from him. It's like, I was overly cautious, a bit of water. I was worried there was wet lines and that sort of stuff. I backed out a little bit and Dave probably saw an opportunity. I believe he made the gap and he didn't actually go for one. It shows it when he hit my rear there. He, um, he hasn't gone up beside uh, me or anything like that. When he says I moved, I don't believe I moved. If anything, there was a millimeter, which sometimes happens when you break pretty hard. Um, around uh, things move around, especially in those conditions. Problem wow. is because Davey's pretty much saying that he moved across, and I think well, I, I don't think know if he really moved across, but I also think the gap was there too. The gap was there. Scott Davey had the whole front of his car up, and the wheels fun. the wheels were side by side. They weren't front wheeled, front wheel, whatever. But there was enough that if the gap wasn't there. Davey would have had to hit Scotty to get that far up there if the gap didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. So the gap was there, and it's just a race against Like, I don't know. This whole thing, like, in, to me, is making Scotty look a little bit precious. Like, get over it, man. Stop talking mm. about it. <laughs> He's only got a 292-point lead now. Oh, no, disaster. <laughs> there was funny, because on both shows, they were talking about how this is turning into the Ambrose and Murphy rivalry of the old days. And they both, two different people, both on either show have asked them, both of them like, Oh, what happens if this happens at Bathurst? And Davey's like, Oh, you know, we'll see what happens. Scotty wasn't super happy to think about if that would happen at Bathurst because he wants to win it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. He wants to win it. Oh, he's got a chance next year as well. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know, because he's not going anywhere. Um, so yeah, that's a bit interesting. I'll see how much more goes. We'll try and see if we can get 
I'm hoping if Switch doesn't have a, not a huge turnout, but like maybe we can sort of walk our way around things and see if we can talk to some people down at Ipswich and get a bit of understanding. Because yeah, I have a feeling yeah. Ipswich might be a bit more like Hidden Valley where you can just sort of get there. It's not like <laughs> Newcastle and Townsville where it's a very large event with hundreds of thousands of people. Oh, we have to go catch up with Bryce anyway. We do. We have to go get the shirts because I didn't see him. Um, in well, I did see, I see him on Darwin all the time, but I didn't ask for him, ask for a shirt from him. Yeah, I don't um, think they... No, they did. You had to go see Kelly. She had the shirts. Ah, right. Anyway, um, quickly, we just wanted to touch on and say thank you to everyone that sent us messages of support um, and thanking us after our announcement from last episode if you missed last week's episode go back listen to it but basically the rundown is is we are going to stop full-time podcast production next year meaning we are still continuing on with the show in some form or another but we probably won't be doing episodes after every race meeting because it does take it's not it's hard for us always to do it, especially now where we pretty much have released an episode every week since like May, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of racing that happens, and the calendar's like well, F1. It was of... we we haven't done double up episodes like much this year. Last year with double ups, they're fine. I've do a double double headers are fine. We knock out two series in one week. Yeah, two but... series in one one go. But this is like. They're not matching up very often anymore, are they? I need to talk to Chase Carey and Sean Seymour and be like, all right, guys, what's your calendar? <laughs> yeah, like, this is not fair on us. We need to, we need to line these up. You're not going to lose viewers from anyone because you're on at different times. <laughs> exactly. But, no, everyone that wrote in to us, we really do appreciate it. It's nice to hear from everyone, and the messages of support were really good. Yeah, it's cool um, to know that people listen and care. <laughs> yeah, it, it is... You know, it's always nice to know. You know, I've a bit validating, yeah. like, oh, it's not a waste of time. <laughs> like, and all the messages we got were very nice, and it was like ones people were like you're my favorite podcast out of all of them. Um, they say we go into things like, oh, you always recap the races fully, and so I'm like, do we? <laughs> I swear, sometimes we're just like, oh, this was in the race. You're like, ah, you've probably seen the race. Let's just talk about our thing. Yeah, let's just talk about what we want to talk about, and I think that's what makes it interesting, though. And, you know, we, we've got a different take on everything. It may not be right all the time, and we admit that. Yeah, that's but fine. <laughs> we will have more information about the 2020 season later once we finalize a few more details, and then we will, we will announce a bit more, and then you will know what's fully going on. So, mate, it is that time where we need to pick a driver for Ipswich. JD has sent his pick in, and he says Shane Van Gisbergen. SVG. Is pretty, SVG. Yeah. Not a bad pick, I guess. He won on the weekend. In the rain. I is it going to be an Ipswich? It's going to be cold. I don't know if it'll rain. If it rains, it'll probably, it'll probably snow. It's that cold. <laughs> I had to wipe frost off my windscreen the other morning. What's like, frost? What? <laughs> it's, it's just water that sticks and it doesn't go away when you put your windscreen wipes. I'm still getting used to it. I haven't been here for long enough. But, uh-huh. um, Anyway, my pick. Uh, I'll go with... Do I take a risk and go with Waters? Or do I go with Reynolds? Mm, I'm going to go with Reynolds. 
Ooh. I'm going to go Chaz. It's not a bad choice. Yeah, well, he's got to get one win in before he pisses off and goes to Walkinshaw. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I just, like, it's like, are you going to be that much better off there? I don't know. I can understand that you'll want to change, though. He's been there for a while. I honestly think it's just there's something going down at Tickford and people want out. Yeah, it seems like a scramble to leave. Yeah. And they're going to be really stuck because, like, Waters is going to become their main driver. You're not ready for that. That's why they got Will Davison back. Yeah. <laughs> come on, Davo. Come home. You'll be right, buddy. I've, I've read a few comments online about if Chaz goes to um, Walkinshaw. Uh, well, yeah, Walkinshaw. You know, they're like, oh, this is going to affect me more than Winter Judas going over to uh, teammates. I've seen, I've seen that exact same comment because I've seen Winter Judas. It's like yeah. you just said you don't really care, but you just yeah, said Winter Judas. Like, what? <laughs> I a good that. But yeah. It is well. It'd be, be a pretty big effect because he's another one. He's like only ever driven forwards, and that's where he got yeah. to start. Everyone's like, ah, oh, you know, like I think we were talking about this at Hidden Valley, where they're going, ah, oh, you know, win cup, ah, uh, win cup, winner bottoms a turncoat, blah 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 blah, as a trader. And I'm like, so is Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. When really he got fired, <laughs> yeah, I know he did, he lost his. Yeah, he lost his drive. Yeah, thinks because the sponsorship went. Was that what it? Well, no, they went straight to. I, I don't know what it was, but I, I think they, they brought in Waters. That's what it was. Yeah, because his sponsorship went straight over to Frosty. Yeah, well, the Bodlow wanted number one on the car. Yeah, fair enough. But mm. what are you going to get rid of Reynolds for? Like, that was probably a mistake. Well, you know, everyone's going, oh, you, you know, why would you go to a team like Walkinshaw that's struggling and stuff like that? Reynolds did it, they built that team from the ground up once he got there. Yeah, and like I think I've mentioned it before, I reckon Walkinshaw's a bit like probably not as much money as Penske and sort of like that, but they the money they're pouring into it has to start kicking in sometime soon. I should be really worried if it's not. Yeah, exactly. Like it could be like a right right place, right time sort of situation for that really when you think about it. Mm. Well, we have one week off, and then we'll be at Ipswich. So that should be really interesting. Um, thank you very much for filling in, Mitch. Really appreciate it. All good, boss. Thank you to everyone for listening. If you have anything you want to write in or let us know, just write in on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late. You can write an email to us, breakinglate at gmail.com, or you can just go check out our website, breakinglate.com. Um, and we're going to have a well-deserved week off before we go to Ipswich and check out the supercars. So if you're going yeah. to be down at Ipswich, let us know. Uh, we'll we'll come find you guys. Yeah, sounds good. But it should be good. Anyway, thank you guys, and we'll catch you guys later. Cheers. Yeah. Bye.